Welcome to the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Here are your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stahl. All right, welcome to our podcast where we cover business in the news and add our legal twist to the business news. My name is Nasser Pasha. Now, Matt Staub. And we have a huge problem because I have a list of articles that we're covering, but no title. <laughs> so I have no idea what we're doing. Who is responsible for putting the title in? Matt, was that you? Possibly. You know, I almost wrote something up there and then I didn't. I usually just copy and paste from an article, but. So this is big for you because you, you're probably oblivious to... Oblivious? <laughs> right now, what, what do you think is going on? Where you're located? Are there any sports happening today? <laughs> you know what's funny is, if he's listening, it's going to be funny. I was in the elevator with somebody today. He's like, hey, are you going to watch the games tonight? And I'm like, <laughs> what games? <laughs> and yeah, so as a pure accident, I am aware that... The Astros and the Texans are playing, not each other. No, it'd be interesting. <laughs> that would be interesting. And I saw a bunch of people wearing Texas jerseys out, and I'm like, man, it's it's kind of odd. Like, what do people do? It's like not Sunday, and I, I realize it's a Thursday night game. So There's a Thursday night game every week, so this is the Texans are yeah. playing. So that's not that big of a deal, but the Astros are in the playoffs. They won the other night in this weird one-game wildcard thing. They're actually playing right now as we record. I guess both of those games will be going on while we record, but I'm guessing you probably can't name one player on the Astros. Of course I can name one player on the Astros. <laughs> I hope you Google and say someone who's, like, retired. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I think... Actually, isn't Scott Kazmir going to pitch game two of tonight? Well, it's game one tonight, but... I mean, that's what I meant. Oh, no, I mean, he's going to actually pitch game two possible yeah <laughs> it's only funny because he, he's been on the team for probably like a couple months because he got traded in the middle of the season so oh yeah of course i know <laughs> actually you know i know we're covering fantasy sports but you know fantasy football i get but fantasy baseball with so many games per year that's too much that's why i led into this sports related question and i don't know i would assume they have some sort of baseball so well, fantasy sports, we're talking about specifically DraftKings and FanDuel, which fantasy sports used to be, you'd have a team, you'd pick your team, you'd you know, basically go with that team throughout the year, adding or dropping players, making trades. These companies, and I'm sure, I think there's some more out there too, but these are probably the two biggest ones, DraftKings and FanDuel. For football, it's huge because basically what you do, from what I understand, I've never played, is you have a allotted amount of money, your salary, and you or your payroll, and you pick whatever players in the different positions. And as long you have to come in under the payroll, and there's some contest where every Sunday, because there's one game every week and for per team at NFL, you take the total points, and they have this big contest. And I think it's either a million dollars or close to a million dollars for the first place every week. At least not FanDuel, but DraftKings. DraftKings don't they advertise a million dollars? Yeah, I mean, I should know since there's about a billion commercials between the two if you yeah, watch any exactly. any sports channels. But so here's what happened: there's a, an employee who worked for DraftKings. Like I said, these are two different companies. He worked for DraftKings. And I guess he's privy to some information on, you know, who's selecting what players for this big contest. And I'll get to that, why that's important later on. But 
basically he's privy to this information because he works for DraftKings. So what does he do? He goes and competes on this FanDuel contest. Wait, I, I think it's the opposite, right? He works for FanDuel. This one says he's a DraftKings employee. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, yeah, because he placed second in FanDuel's NFL Sunday Millions contest. So okay, yeah, that, that's the contest I was describing. So he got second place, and the argument is well. Because how this works is you pick, I don't know, it's like a QB, a couple running backs, a few wide receivers, tight end, kicker, defense, I think. But the idea is if you picked all the favorites, that might not be the thing. The key is to grab some of the favorites and grab some of the the under-the-radar guys, especially because there's a set payroll. And you can kind of look and see, if you knew all the information, you could see what percent of the people were picking whom. So you'd have a better odds of kind of finding that under the radar pick that nobody else is doing. So that's the argument of of what this guy did. If everyone would pick the same players, then it's very unlikely to get first because everyone's picking the same players. In order to actually get first, you have to not only pick different players, but get lucky enough that those different players actually do better than the top picks of that week. Yeah. So it's, I mean, what he did was a combination of luck and and skill. Well, not skill, but just luck and inside information. We'll we'll get to that too. But so yeah, what happens? He does this. He goes on FanDuel, places second, wins three hundred fifty thousand dollars, and then this huge. I think this story has blown up a lot bigger than I expected it. But yeah, they're making a big deal out of this. So much so that by the time as of recording, I believe the New York Attorney General has already gotten involved and is investigating both companies because. There's a lot of issues going on with this. One is gambling. Is that legal? And then two, they're really pulling in this insider trading issue as well. I mean, amongst other issues. But these are two issues that have really come to the forefront because this guy basically kind of got lucky with his picks. I saw his lineup and... I mean, there was one guy on there who I didn't even know who it was. And I follow football fairly close, so... It's a little bit of luck and a little bit of knowledge. Yeah, and and so what's interesting about these New York Attorney General letters is it's one of those kind of a friendly request for information. The Attorney General is not quite saying, hey, you're doing something wrong. What they're saying is that there's something that may be wrong here, and we want to find out a little bit more. So they basically, it's a they gave him a very short deadline. I think it was sent on the 6th of uh, October, and they have till the 15th to respond. Basically, they said, give us an access list of all your employees that have access to these statistics. And then amongst other requests, like what are some policies you have and so forth. And, and there's also been other allegations of insider trading, which, by the way, this isn't a stock, so yeah. I don't, I'm not sure if people are using the word uh, insider trading because I think it's a good fit for it. But, but really, there's already been civil lawsuits related to this. And I think what people are saying is that basically you have a terms of service that says that this is a contest. And if it's a truly a contest, then everyone should have an even chance of winning based upon their skill level, et cetera. But if somehow people are given an up over others, then it, the game ends up being rigged. And, you know, there's a huge number of theories you could have. You could say fraud, or you could say, you know, they're misrepresenting the terms or their breach of contract, et cetera. Yeah. And so it's an interesting kind of kind of play that's going on here. Yeah. And I agree with you. The, the insider trading thing is definitely very weird because like you said, this isn't we're usually dealing with some sort of security and this is just people using inside information or one, at least one guy using inside information to gain an advantage in another contest. And it's not even just media people that are saying this is like, there's attorneys out there saying, well, this is definitely insider trading. And yeah. And, and maybe there's some statute that they can hang their hat on. But if you think about it, it doesn't really also fit the classic definition of insider trading because here you're taking, in, in this case, one employee of one company use probably used or may or may not use, at least this is what's alleged, 
use the data and statistical information they had for one company to play a game on the other company. And so let's assume the games are the same. They may not be, but let's assume they are. Then a statistician would argue, well, you basically have preview to a sample of statistical information that is probably near identical to the other game if it's if all being things equal, right? Because there's no reason why, well, maybe there is, but there's no reason to believe that the players of one game is much different than the players of the other game. And if the information as to what those players choose is significant, then it's virtually having the having knowledge of both the statistical information of both both games. Does that, does that follow? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, so. I mean, this isn't a situation of, because like I said, these two things are competitive, these companies are competitors and it's not the situation of an employee of one using the information he has, confidential information of his employer to do something against the competitor that's adverse to it. Because some, well, somebody's going to get, someone's going to get second place. So if it's not him, it's going to be somebody else. And so it's just, it's a very unique situation how it's all being framed and it's all being discussed. Like I said, it's really blown up. I think people are, are people just fed up with the, like I said, the millions of commercials. <laughs> well, it was funny. Just, that's probably true. On a side note, I was reading about one of the things on ESPN. They restructured their website maybe a year or so ago. And now they'll have kind of the, the heavy part on the right is the story. And then on the left, there'll be a column with kind of scores and there's ads mixed in. But I was reading the article. It was this thing about DraftKings and FanDuel and on the left right there I screenshotted it was a huge ad for I think it was for DraftKings so yeah of course that's inevitable I think and but actually their reaction is pretty interesting both companies I think both companies have already set in policies that okay if you're an employee they've actually worked together if you're an employee of either company then you cannot play the game for either company right and I think both have already had long-standing policies that if you're an employee you can't play the game itself and uh, yeah of course for your company right. and, and and for for example for DraftKings I think that was maybe for the first month or two that wasn't a rule because I think there was still testing the site or whatever but then at a certain point when they had 40 or 50 users they cut that out so that's pretty interesting they are they are reacting to it like even you know a lot of ESPN still played their ads but I guess they had some sponsorship or co-sponsorship deals and I think DraftKings pulled their ads unilaterally and until this is kind of blows over or something to that effect. I can't, it's hard to tell which one's which, but by the way, did you know the fan duel is also partly owned by major league baseball? I also think ESPN might own part of DraftKings or something. I don't know if they, there's co-ownership. There's definitely some sponsorship going back and forth a little bit. And it kind of gets to the greater issue of there's been a big push in the last year or so to try to legalize sports gambling nationwide i mean you can go do it in in vegas to some extent but it's you know they're trying to get a push to legalize this all around and this isn't gambling just betting on the outcome of a game this is you know selecting players and trying to win money off of it so there's the argument of fantasy sports versus actual physical gambling and it's a whole slew of issues, and I think the gambling issue is going to go. I think that's why the, the New York Attorney General is so keen on getting into this, is because this, they're trying. I think they're trying to get to the the front of this gambling issue, and they're throwing all of this in with that issue. And there's only a few states that actually consider it gambling, right? Most it seems like yeah, most states have said this is like a game of skill, I guess. Yeah, federal law, they're still okay, and I think all but five states 
45 of the states allows it as a game of scale while five states disagree. I don't know which five states those are. But yeah, I mean, even, so here's the thing, and I was saying, getting to this earlier is, even if you did know this inside information, it's part luck. I mean, I guess you're getting a slight advantage. I just don't see it as that big of an advantage that he got. Because at the end of the day, whoever, I mean, there is one select group of players within the certain salary range that you could pick and that's going to win no matter whether you had inside information or not. So hmm, yeah, I think the advantage is much slighter than they're making it out to be. But that's probably true too. And, and like you said, I think it requires quite a bit of luck. But by the way, I looked it up. So Major League Baseball owns a small equity stake in DraftKings, and the National Basketball Association owns a share of FanDuel. Okay. little tidbit there for you <laughs> to take home to the bank. Can you name any uh, Houston Rockets players from the NBA? Hakeem Olajuwon. He's probably known as, known as maybe their greatest player. There's the guy with the huge beard. I mean, you have to see that around Houston, right? He's pretty. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm blanking on his name, but on another day, I probably would have remembered his name. That's fine. J- uh, James Harden, but it's okay. Yeah, Harden. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, don't, don't ask me any more sports questions. It just gets more and more embarrassing as the episode goes on. Well, the funny thing is our first episode ever, we did a uh, Houston Texans player, remember? With, was that the very first episode? I think so. If it wasn't, it was one of the first few. Yeah. It was, uh, what's his name? <laughs> God, I can't remember now. He's still around because he just played, I think, last week. He's played like hardly any game since since we've covered him he got the legally sound smart business curse <laughs> after uh we discussed him uh that's a good one what's the name like remind me i can't remember now aaron foster aaron foster yeah, yeah. i mean as far as a takeoff i mean most businesses don't have to deal with this but it's an interesting story nonetheless i don't know how much of a takeaway there is for employers on this it, the one thing i could think of the biggest thing at least would be having a policy keeping confidential information confidential but if they had a policy i don't even know what if it would violate it in this instance well it also what it does show though is how easy it is for the actions of your employees to all of a sudden get you into trouble and on a company level you know and uh, some real take-home advice so often do we see as attorneys if employees do certain things it can be construed by outside regulatory bodies or even outside litigants that this is a systematic problem, right? Because the management should have taken care of this because in, in this case, they ha- should have had a policy that that employee could not play the game of its competitor. I'm not sure how they would have known that, but you know, point is, is that it's, it's every business has susceptibility in, in some regard from their employees for that matter. I like how you said, if you want some real take-home advice like mine, it's just <laughs> nothing. Well, you're talking about like sports and you can't really take that to the bank and <laughs> deposit it. Well, I think that's it for today. Yep. Thanks for joining us. Keep it sound, keep it smart. This has been the Legally Sound Smart Business Show with your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stop. The Legally Sound Smart Business Show is your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Legally Sound Smart Business is a podcast that is intended but not promised or guaranteed to be current, complete, or up-to-date and should in no way be taken as an indication of future results. No attorney-client relationship is created by listening or submitting questions to the podcast. The podcast does not constitute legal advice, but rather is offered only for general informational and educational purposes. You should not act or rely on any information in the podcast without first seeking the advice of an attorney. 
The opinions expressed in the podcast reflect the views of those individuals and do not necessarily represent the views of any other individual or business. For more information about the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, visit LegallySoundSmartBusiness.com.